Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. To this week's episode of this week's episode, I am your host Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. There's not anything the least bit funny about stealing a meal from Neil McBeal, the Navy SEAL, <laughs> and the fantastic Chris Randazzo. I'm not watching MSNBC right now. <laughs> we here on this week's episode talk television. This is episode 121 for the week of April 26th, and Chris picked. Bojack Horseman, Season 1, Episode 2, Bojack Hates the Troops. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Just, just hit us up. Let us know you're out there. We want to hear from you. So, Chris. Hi, Evan. Hi. Um, I tried. I tried. I did not... I did not get this show at all. Well, as as I as I warned, <laughs> this I, is a very hard show to do. I and and I and I put for like I I watched episode two by itself, mm-hmm. and I felt lost, or like I felt like I was missing something because I wasn't laughing at anything. So then I watched episode one and led it into episode two, and I still didn't laugh. Then I watched a couple of more episodes, and I still didn't laugh. Apparently, this show is not for me. Wow. There was was nothing you found funny about this show? Okay, so the only thing I found, I don't even want to say funny. It was like the artistic representation of the the whale news anchor. (laughs) Yeah. Every time he talked, like, like face on to the camera, like... (laughs) That just looked funny to me, but what he was saying, or, none of, <laughs> I I wanted to like it. <laughs> I you didn't really laugh did. when he said there's nothing the least bit funny about stealing a meal from Neil McBeal, the Navy SEAL. And then I went like, that. oh, he's a Navy SEAL. All right, now I get the whole troops <laughs> reference. Like, up until, what, two thirds of the way through, I had no idea why he didn't like the troops. <laughs> Hence the title of the episode. I don't, I... I don't know. Expl- okay. Explain to me why why you... I mean, I I was shocked when I looked it up on IMDb and saw that there are five seasons of it. I was stunned. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, I, I mean, I really dig this show. Uh, at first, because I thought it was funny. You know? Okay. I thought... The, the humor was funny. I thought he was funny. The, the, the jokes landed with me. They, they made me laugh. Not hysterically, but uh, the whole, like, you know, just, just the weird little bits of the fact that they're all animals. Well, they're but not all they're animals. Not, see, but the, and that's another thing. They're not all animals. It's this weird universe where humans and these humanoid animals live together and yeah. have sex and <laughs> well, y- yes and the fact that they don't really shy away from that is very bizarre but it's also like 
those animals all act like those animals, which is all right, bizarre. Okay, I will give it one little chuckle every time Bojack sighed. He oh, made the, the little noise <laughs> that made me chuckle. <laughs> I forgot all about that. I don't really do that later on. I don't think this is a weird show. I it, mean, it, clearly it is. A, it is a weird show. It's um. It's a show that I'd been told by a lot of people that I should be watching uh, because it was really interesting and really weird and really funny. Um, so I watched it, and I didn't hate the first episode, so I kind of stuck with it. And then um, it was one of those weight of inertia kind of things that I kept, you know, sticking with it because it was never, I never like disliked it enough to genuinely dislike the show. But I found, you know, uh, you know the the dude on his couch to be pretty pretty entertaining. Uh, piece of things and uh you know like some of the characters like uh mr peanut butter and princess carolyn i didn't really expect to stick around or have a lot of depth and as the show goes they do stick around and do have a lot of depth which is weird i, I mean i i'm kind of and karen i'm going to ask you a question in a, in a second but i was very surprised by the voice cast that they have i mean it's some heavier comedic names Will Arnett, Amy Sedaris, Allison Brie, Rachel Bloom is credited with a voice in this episode. Yeah, we were surprised by that at the end. And and Pat Oswald, for Christ's sake. Like, okay, I think Pat Oswald, in every time that I like consciously paid attention to the voices, it was Pat Oswald's voice, and it was in multiple episodes playing a different character. Yeah, like he does. He does a bunch of different characters. He on was the show. The, like he was a penguin for the Penguin Books <laughs> guy, <laughs> the sad, desperate penguin. <laughs> like Karen. Now, mm-hmm. I, I'm curious how you felt about it because I'm assuming it's been playing in your house or in your 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 universe for a while now. I yeah, uh, five seasons. I've, I've <laughs> I did basic- do my best to keep it away from everyone else <laughs> well and really there's no need i mean it's certainly not appropriate for kids except that our daughter's too young to be really aware of anything but there are cartoon animals on the screen and she likes it okay um my first experience with bojack horseman was a week or two ago uh chris was finishing up some laundry and i was upstairs doing nothing and feeling guilty about it so i came down to help him and he was watching this so i was like i'll sit down and watch this he likes this show whatever it's fine and i watched the second half of an episode and it turned out to be the last episode of like that's available (laughs) so that was timing um (laughs) but i then and then we sat down and watched this and i really liked it (laughs) i thought it was i thought it was really smart and really funny uh it reminded me some of uh curb your enthusiasm um yes this this one in particular because of like bojack hates the troops because a lot of what bojack was saying i tend to agree with like just because you're in the military doesn't make you a paragon of human virtue uh <laughs> some of the troops troops may in fact be, be jerks, jerks. <laughs> but like the fact that he got in trouble and you know made a big deal and then stuck to his principles and you know just made everything worse is like straight out of the curb curb your enthusiasm playbook very true i do i can it, the comedic sensibility of those two shows is very uh, is very similar because everything is played straight. Mm-hmm. There's no uh, 
maybe the roommate is a mild comedic relief, but everybody is supposed to be being taken seriously. And... And yes, there's definitely horrible things happening here, like the uh, all the flashbacks to his parents. <laughs> Holy shit! Which he voiced the father as well, didn't he? I I don't know. Yeah, I do butterscotch know that horseman voice. The um, butterscotch horseman. <laughs> the uh, the the last season finale really the end of this last season really delved into because you get more of his parents and it's so much worse than it even seems on the surface but it's one of those strange things that when you watch it it's like believably awful like right now it's just like here's just some absolutely effed up stuff that's like kind of funny because of how effed up it is like that's the joke Mm -hmm. and then when you get to the like you get to see like how his parents met and why they were in it together in the first place and it is (laughs) This is an astonishingly well-written show, but like I said last week when I picked this, this is a really hard show to just pick an episode of and say, well, here's here's a slice of this, Um, because I I didn't really start actually caring for the show until the show starts making you care for it. Okay. And uh, that kind of happens... Like, cumulatively, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, It's a very Netflix binge watch kind of show because it's like you just can't say like oh here's the episode that that you should watch you know gotcha yeah it just kind of slowly brings these pieces in and deals with the fact that like you would think that a show like this would be kind of like about redeeming bojack as as a as a person as a character and it sort of is but the 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 trajectory that it goes is really sad like (laughs) he is he is an awful person and uh and todd and 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 point of fact is one of the people that yeah, has this has this whole thing where he stops enabling bojack and eventually moves out and just tells him this has this wonderful speech about how you you can't just you can't just fuck up and then say you're sorry and that makes it okay you you and that makes it better you have to be better and it's he consistently isn't better you know because he is a terribly flawed flawed person and as you learn more about his his history it makes all of the sense why but it's all peppered through this completely bizarre universe where you know there's these uh um, paparazzi uh people that are birds and they're always flying around like with their cameras like because they're birds and they fly around and the, the only paparazzi i noticed was the pig with the balloon that kept floating oh, yeah. through screen <laughs> like, there's there's these weird little moments throughout and like the, the animals all act like they have their animalistic traits and the the, the the sexual nature of the show is intensely bizarre but it you know eventually princess carolyn falls in love with a mouse and there's like lots of humor surrounding you know, she, cat for those that haven't seen it princess carolyn is a cat and they're all named like you would name an animal like mr peanut butter <laughs> i did i was i'm pretty sure it was this episode where mr peanut butter is getting the reality mm-hmm. yeah, show, yeah and mm-hmm. it's mr peanut butter and jelly and everybody kept asking well who's jelly yeah. you can't you can't name a show Mr. Peanut Butter and Jelly, <laughs> if there is no jelly. And it's a pun. That's not a pun. It's, it's clever wordplay. <laughs> well, then it needs to work harder, and that <laughs> is clever wordplay. <laughs> like, I... They're, okay. <laughs> they're, all right. In repeating things, they in me repeating those things to you, 
I'm finding them funny. As I sat and watched it, I didn't find it fu- like. And that's the thing. <laughs> when I started watching this show, I wasn't like laughing at it. I was just I was entertained enough to keep going with it, <laughs> and eventually, it really got me. There are it's it is very quite strange. quotable. There's that thing where when you watch something funny by yourself, you just kind of like, you know, enjoy it, whatever. You mm-hmm. might you might giggle once or twice. When you're watching comedy with other people and they're laughing, you're laughing. Everybody laughs more when you watch comedy not by yourself. And uh, I think this show definitely has that effect. Like, I don't know that I would have laughed as hard as if... As, if I wasn't sitting there with Gris in that room, but that wordplay bit friggin' killed me. I, and and, and, now, and the like, thing with the hold music, I didn't get that because uh, I've never seen cats. But Karen yes. kept laughing at it, and she explained it to me later. It's like, oh, that's really funny. Yeah, Princess <laughs> Carolyn's hold music is a song from Cats. Is it okay? Is it? It's about. <laughs> I thought it was a uh, prosthetic. What what are they called? What is it called? Uh. Jellical cats? (laughs) Yes, I kept hearing jelly balls or something to that effect. And I actually started looking it up. I'm like, I'm I'm investing too much in this. I I can't. I I knew it was a joke. I just didn't know what the joke was. And I I know it's from cats, but I don't know cats because I hate cats. So not cats the animals, just cats the musical. And you see, like, that is a joke that is hidden within what is supposed to be a joke because every time... Princess Carolyn calls Bojack. It's her secretary that says she needs to speak to him immediately. Hold on, <laughs> let me on see hold. if she's available. Something to that effect. And there was, I, I'm not 100% sure if it was this episode because I watched a bunch of them in a row, but there was one. She's like, oh, let me see if she's available. And then it goes to black and it says one hour later. That was that was this one. Okay. Yeah. And he's still on hold. Like, that's, that is in essence a joke within a joke within a joke. And. I didn't laugh at any of them. <laughs> that is, by the way, where Rachel Bloom comes in. She was the assistant. Is that who she was? Okay. Yes. Okay. Because I saw her name in the credits and I went, holy. I just know. I just looked up, you know, the, the, the voice actors as well. And Todd is played by Aaron Paul. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was like, wow, really? Todd, Todd's Pete. the dude on the couch, right? Yeah. And he is a, such an interesting character because like. Was this the Kinsignetto? No. The first one was with the quinceanera. First episode? I think so, yeah. Where they're showing why he needs to throw the party. I'm like, yeah. There's la- It's like there should have been a season before this <laughs> explaining how season one starts. <laughs> but yeah, how I, long I, yeah. does, the, does the, the book theory go on for? Oh, geez, I don't know. I think um, the book does get published. Okay. Um, and that, that has considerable effects on the relationship between uh Bojack and Diane uh who is dating Mr. Mr. Peanut, Peanut Butter. Butter. Yeah. And 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 Diane is a human. Yes. And played by Alison Brie. Todd is a human played by Aaron mm-hmm. Paul. And Mr. Peanut Butter as we said is a dog. He's a golden retriever. Golden retriever played by Paul F. Tompkins. Like and 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 later seasons, you get to meet his brother, uh, who is also a golden retriever, who's played by Weird Al. Oh, awesome! <laughs> what, oh, what was I? All right, that, there's a remind me about Weird Al during the break because there was there was 
something I have to talk to you about. But anyhow, there's so many things that happen in this show. Like, I, I mean, it really, if, if it didn't, if it didn't, like, how many episodes did you watch? Because I thought you just said you watched two, and then you just said you watched a whole bunch. I, I, I watched the. I, this is all like today, and I put on. Uh, I watched episode two, then episode one, then episode two again because they're 22 minutes, and I've been sitting around the apartment all day, and I just mm. let it run and. It was, I don't know, five or six episodes, and every time I, you know, concentrated on it, I didn't. It wasn't grabbing me enough to sit down and watch it. Hmm. Yeah, if it's not for you, it's not for you. And and I felt bad. <laughs> like I think Chris really no. likes this show. I want to like it like too. My favorite show in the universe. Um, no, it's 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 it really it's not my favorite show in the universe, but it is something that I've gotten a lot out of watching. Like it will, there are just some some episodes that are really really remarkable, and there are some episodes that I've found to be really funny. Uh, there's others that I you know didn't so much, but you know, I, it's the show that I watched when Ellie was up, and mm-hmm. I had to have something on in the background, and I was out of Voltron. You know, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> so makes sense, and. Uh, and I grew to to really like it, but it's not like one of those. It's it's not one of my favorite shows in the history of mankind. But it is just, it's such an interesting show because it, 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 I've never seen anything quite like it. If you step back and you try to explain it to someone, it's virtually impossible to get across what it is. Yeah, without yeah. like at it's, least showing a picture, you have to see it. <laughs> and it is a very distinct. Like if Karen, you're absolutely right. If you don't like shows like Curb Your Enthusiasm or that that awkward straight comedy this is like not for you but if that you know if you enjoy that sort of thing I can I could see this being entertaining for some just not for me I feel bad I'm sorry Chris you really don't have to feel bad I didn't make the show <laughs> yeah and there's plenty of shows you've brought on that we didn't like that's so. true <laughs> That's I'm just, I'm really happy, Karen. I'm really happy you liked it. I, I purposely did not ask what you thought of it. I did notice you laughing a bunch, and that made me happy. But uh, <laughs> I was really happy that 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 you dug it because I mean, it is. It's it's a it's a weird show. It's not quite like I went in expecting a combination of like Adult Swim humor and something like uh, Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. And you know, it does have bear some similarities to Rick and Morty in that it's like you know funny, and then every now and then it'll attempt to hit you with the feels, but. Bojack goes way deeper, I think, than uh, and darker and darker. That's what I mean. Yeah, it goes way darker than uh, Rick was, and Morty does. So, so for I mean, we actually outside of the bits and pieces, the theory of the show is Bojack Horseman is a an actor who was on a show in his past. He was on a '90s like a 90s called s- Horsing Around. There you go, where he was a horse who had like three adopted human children, <laughs> and I made it up to the episode where one of the actresses—I don't even know which what episode it was—one of the actresses oh. from the show ends up staying with him, and she's strung out, and it, I'm like, where, what the this? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, Christian Shaw plays her. Sure, I don't. She I, is a. I, I don't. I didn't Recurring look up the character voice. What uh, I did note was there was a scene where they were playing. There was a scene within the scene of of the last episode of horsing around, and he's like, "Yes, he died of a, a broken heart because you." And he's blaming the little girl, the doctor, and he's like, "Wow, we we went really dark with the season finale on that one." I was like, <laughs> Holy shit! 
All right. Well, I appreciate you bringing it to my attention, Chris. Now you've seen it. Now, <laughs> now I've you seen know it. what that is. Now I yeah, because it it pops up quite quite often, like Netflix or the. I, one of those keeps saying I should watch this. It's Netflix because it's a Netflix original series, and it is very well loved by the people that love it. There you go. I think it was like a ninety-eight percent thumbs up. I should be watching this, and well, there you go. That algorithm is slightly off. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break. When we uh, when we get back, we got some news to talk about. Stay tuned. Do you know what's going on in the FX show Legion? Are you well acquainted with characters that have names like Farouk? Do you know the difference between Carrie Loudermilk and Carrie Loudermilk? Whether or not you can answer any of these questions, you should probably check out Legion of Spoilers, our weekly recap series wherein Trish Reyes does her very best to make sense of the brilliant insanity that is Legion. Don't miss this week's edition, Legion of Spoilers, Chapter 11. This week, Matt and I finished up our two-episode vacation in Donkey Kong Country. With the back half of the soundtrack loaded with some of the best music in the series, we had a heck of a time listening to the ambient sounds of the temple stages, rocking out to the unbelievably 90s Funky Kong theme, and listening in awe to some of the best final boss music in the universe. If you're a fan of awesome video game music, be sure to check out Waveback Episode 55, Donkey Kong Country Part 2. Like a real bullet journal... Articles about bullet journaling are only good if you follow up with them, which is exactly what I did. Having spent a considerable amount of quality time with my bullet journal, I thought it would be a good idea to update everyone with a breakdown of what worked, what didn't, and what I'm still trying to figure out. Don't miss Bujo 2, Electric Bujoloo, located in the Think Tank. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. Hey, Karen. Hi, Evan. How are you this week? Not bad. All right. What do you got for us for the 60-second summary? Well, I actually had the chance to watch the latest episode of Call the Midwife Live, Season 7, Episode 5, so let's do that. Okay. So, do you have a timer? I do. I do. Are you ready? I am. Okay. Fire away. Ready and go. So this week, the fa- the family giving birth on Call the Midwife was a new family in town. Uh, they came, came from Northern Ireland to uh, open up a, a tobacco sh- newsstand shop. And uh, within like 20 minutes of arriving in town, the wife and kids go to start opening up the shop. Dad goes off to get something to eat, gets in a car accident and dies. Mom's got to carry on with her two, two kids and, and pregnant belly trying to open this shop in a town where they don't know anybody. And uh, middle of the night one night, their store catches on fire and they live above the store. So their store and their place uh, uh, they, where they live is wrecked. And then uh, once they get rescued out from the fire and go to one of the nurses' homes, the mom goes into labor, and guess what? It's undiagnosed twins. This show has gone completely off the rails with drama. It used to be a serious drama, and now it's just, like, completely soapy and ridiculous. But I still love it. This, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, other stuff happened, like... They, but like, holy crap! <laughs> how much how much stuff could happen to one family in one week? And the whole point of it was like they kept refusing help. They're like, no, we have to be strong and proud and do it ourselves. And everyone else was like, 
No, you're going to need help. <laughs> no, and so finally the show not. was just like, <laughs> we're going to throw enough shit at you that you are going to accept help and become part of this community. But you think you can survive this? Well, here's a house fire. You think you can survive <laughs> that? Well, here's that. Oh. All right, Karen, thank you so much. All right, Evan. And we are back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials and the 60-second summary. Let's talk some news. Uh, first up from EW.com, the revival of a show that I never knew I wanted to come back. Still actually don't. Mad about you. <laughs> I never knew I wanted it back because I don't. don't. I don't want it back. <laughs> don't say it's been a little slice of heaven because it hasn't. <laughs> I just like they keep making shows that or re not redoing. It's not they're not redoing. Like, they're they're just reviving shows that reviving. I don't I don't really care about. But I'm it was ridiculously popular for all of the nineties. So I guess if if Roseanne and, and was it ridiculously popular or was it just ridiculously on? because <laughs> i remember it being on but i didn't know anybody who even knew anybody who watched that show oh. i think we are a little too young to be its target audience yeah that's that's definitely true i i could have sworn somewhere in this article it said that it was a a big draw for nbc i think it was um yes so, but I do remember it being very, very popular. Um, but with stuff like Roseanne and Will and Grace and all of those revivals doing very well, it's time to dive back into that well and pull up another one. And <laughs> these two are still alive and they're still popular because, you know. Yeah, because, like, you know, Golden Girls is out, Designing Women is out. Well, we talked about the Golden Girls reboot that they wanted to do oh that's right yeah <laughs> uh, i so wish that actually happened anyhow anywho they're talking about um mad about you revival um they got the okay and now they're gonna have to shop it out if i'm not mistaken um so if you were a helen hunt fan back in the day check it out i got i i mean yeah i i don't this is one i don't see the need for i, I mean i haven't seen the need for many of these but this article also also states that i remembered it correctly that the season finale flashed forward to show them where they would be so like the roseanne and i think the will and grace they are negating the final episodes of the original show. See, to, that's the thing. If they flashed forward and like showed where they would be, you know, whatever today or whatever point in time that they flashed to, that's closure. Mm -hmm. So that by definition, we don't need this. <laughs> that is very, very true. In, in the article, it's actually stated that, yeah, we flashed forward to prevent us from going back so <laughs> congratulations on that one good job uh nothing is finalized if we hear anything else about it or if we actually see something come to fruition we'll let you know we'll keep you posted for all of the <laughs> like, oh, 
Firefly. Still no Firefly. Karen, you posted up this next one as well, and I liked this article much better. Um, from Hollywood Reporter, Linda Carter did a an interview, um, and it was about her the um, Me Too st- stuff, mm-hmm. the, the whole horrible situation that the the TV and and film industry is in. Um, a slight little talk about you know possibly being in a, in a Wonder Woman, having a role in a Wonder Woman movie, but this this is all about her appearance on the Megyn Kelly today. Um, it's it's pretty impressive how she 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 was in a situation or you know had a Me Too story that she's not hounding on because it it she doesn't want to take it away from those that need the attention i guess is a way to put it it's not about her it's about it's about the environment that needs to be corrected and the situation that she was in is being corrected so as opposed to her saying yes i'm jumping on this pay attention to me look at me she's out there supporting the others that are being affected People that it's happening to now as opposed to, you know, it happened to her, but it was a while ago. Not that that means that the person who, you know, committed acts against her shouldn't be punished, but she wants to focus on it not happening anymore Mm -hmm. as opposed to look what happened to me. Right. And she clearly states that the person that had done something to her is being taken care of. Um Mm -hmm. It is apparently something that had been in the news and so on and so forth. So the acts of atrocity that this person had done is known and it is, I don't know, being resolved by by legal matters. Um, it's, it's interesting how, the way this article reads, it's a very supportive story, which is nice. I like the way she she played the role of Wonder Woman in 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 her heyday, and she has always been looked at as a strong and supportive female lead. Where I can't honestly really remember anything other than Wonder Woman that she has done where she has been the 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 headline, the lead, and I still don't have a problem with her being looked at that way. That she's still the strong role, strong role model that she actually is. She hasn't been really out in 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 the entertainment world as upfront as she was in the past, and it's mm-hmm. it's good that she is using her fame in this positive way. So, check that out. It's a it's an interesting read. Um, I also like that she wasn't, um, I, I I may have read this wrong, but I got the impression that whoever uh, was her abuser, um, she says, is already being done in. Mm-hmm. So whether or not he's being prosecuted for what happened to her or what he may have done to someone else, uh, she's not piling on to it because what's the point? Right. The point is the guy's not going to work again. He's not going to be... You know, he's going to pay for what he's done. 
And so there's no point in like further shining a light on that person and being like, oh, that's Linda Carter's abuser. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's just going to make whatever. There's no point to doing that. So I thought that was classy of her. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing legally I can do. So I chose not to add my voice. The reason is there is nothing I can do. And the woman's voice voices that are out there now, I don't want to be one of those people saying me too, me too. It's not about me. It's about the woman that it is happening, the women that it is happening to today. Right. That's the, that's the quote. And it's admirable of her to, to, to do that. So. All right. Um, from Metro US. Karen, do you actually watch this show? Uh, hang on. Jane the Virgin? The... Yes, I do. Okay. Um, I have not seen a single episode of this show. <laughs> one day you will, because gonna, I will you, talk about you're it gonna on make here. Me okay. So, um, apparently its fifth season will be its final season? Yep. And it's, uh, it hasn't finished its fourth season yet, right? Uh, it, it hasn't. It will shortly, or it did last week. Like, it's coming it's up. It's coming up. Okay. So it's, it, this this next season will be its final season. What I did like about this article is they're like, yeah, this is what we planned since mm-hmm. the beginning. It will be 100 episodes when it's done, and 100 is exactly where Jenny, um, I don't know Jenny's last name off the top of my head, but she is the creator, I'm assuming, um, wanted it to be. Always hoped it, would, it could end it, the story. So, like, it's been popular. Mm-hmm. It's run its course. And now it's done. Like That's the way shows should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing about Jane the Virgin is that it is based on... Uh, it is based on a telenovela from okay. Latin America. And that's the way it tends to be with those shows, is they don't go on forever. They go on for, you know, a period of time, and then they're over, and they stop, and they move on to another story. Gotcha. Um, and that's something I learned from watching Jane the Virgin because Ooh. her father is a telenovela star. So I learned a lot about like how, how telenovelas work. Interesting. Well, and then that, that, then it just makes sense. So it's cool that they're following that formula that, that, that it's been based on. I just, you know, I'm tired of seeing shows stretched out well past their prime and it never works out well. So... There you go. You're going to get a hundred, a, a full hundred episodes of Jane the Virgin. Jane and the I'm Virgin. And I'm happy with that. Um, the series four finale aired last Friday. So there you go. Um, <laughs> okay. So have you guys been, are you guys caught up on Arrow at all? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I am not. So I don't, I, I, I've just pretty much given up. Um, so <laughs> much like the writers, <laughs> Arrow promotes Beth Schwartz to showrunner for season seven. This is coming to us from Variety.com. Now, she's been involved with the show for a while, it seems. And there is this bit in this article where it says who is going what and who is going where. And I got lost somewhere between. Legends of Tomorrow and 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 Arrow and Supergirl and like they're all interchanging peoples. Um, she has been a writer, a director, I think, as well, and a co-producer. So I I, I don't. She was she was co-producer of in the show's fourth season. I don't remember season four. 
I don't remember which one that is. Right. Let let's let's do let's do some quick research. Let's do the math. All right. Let's so the, the first one was Malcolm Merlin. The uh, second one was Malcolm Merlin. Malcolm Merlin. Oh wait, no. So wasn't the second one <laughs> season two was Deathstroke, right? And then season three was Damian Dark, maybe? <laughs> Is that your final? Or answer? was that more Rachel Gould? I don't know. <laughs> the show's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It is so the candidate restoration. I'm trying to see. Okay. That's the season where um he runs for mayor. Yeah, they gotta they gotta kill this mayor thing. This mayor thing is really one of the things that's bothering me a lot. And like in the most recent episode, this whole split between him and Diggle, Diggle's just like, dude, you're spreading yourself too thin, you're doing too many things. And uh, you'd be a better leader if you'd cut out one of those things. And then Ollie was like, at the end of this one, after a lot of stupid happened, <laughs> eventually Ollie was like, you know what? And Diggle's right. That I, I'm, I've spread myself too thin. But, you know, I'm not going to stop paying attention to you, Felicity, my wife. I'm not going to stop paying attention to my kid. Uh, and I'm not going to stop being mayor. And I'm not going to stop being the arrow. So uh, I'm good. <laughs> Wait. Whoa. Hold Wait. on a second. <laughs> hold on. You've got to cut out one of these things. And if there's anything that's superfluous here, it's you as the mayor. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was a Damien Dark season. And I just found out that Damien Dark spells his last name D-A-R-H-K. And uh-huh. right. it really upset me. Why? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> just just picture Neil McDonough and then you'll be fine again. I was really happy to see this news because I'm hoping that a new uh, sh- showrunner will... Stop the stupid. Right this ship. <laughs> yeah, because like, Damien Dark was probably the last villain on the show that I genuinely liked. I mean, like, I don't know what's his face. This the the guy that beat Ollie at every turn. Um, he was pretty cool. He was he was pretty cool. But I liked I, I you know Neil McDonough is just awesome. And that other guy that they had uh, that was he was a good villain. But I didn't really care for that. The actor wasn't very charismatic. He wasn't very interesting as a foil for Ollie. And then like this season just seems to be that same kind of situation. Like it's like remember what we did last season where this guy was one step ahead of Ollie all the time. Now there's another dude who's one step ahead of Ollie all the time, except he's a drug dealer and he's got a scorpion tattoo. Woo! And he even looks really similar. Like, I cannot discern those two actors from one another. Like, I keep thinking, they're like, oh, is that guy back from the dead? Oh, no, that's just, that's that guy, because he's got the tattoo. Oh, wait, and no, he's he is back from the dead. Oh, it's just a hallucination. Yeah, he hallucinated the, the last season villain this ep- past episode. So the current oh, villain... And last season's villain were in the same episode, and we were just, like, very confused. Yeah, my head was spinning. Like, there's season started out so good, and it's, it's gone so far off the rails. I like it when shows go off the rails, just to hear the phrase, went off the rails. All right, so, I, is it worth me catching up? I don't even know how far back I am. I mean, it really, I guess it depends on how far back you are. I mean, it's... it's and how much Arrow. you like Arrow. It's, I would have yeah. to check my DVR, because I still think it's set to record Arrow every week. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm moving on. Uh, Karen, you posted up this one as well from Variety. And, uh, okay, so when I read this article title, I got really happy and really concerned at the same moment. It says, Carl, it's... Is it Lewis? Is that how he pronounces? Or Carrie Lewis? 
Elvis. 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 Okay. I know it's 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 the guy from you know the Dread Pirate. Roberts. The Dread Pirate. But then I read Jake Busey, and I immediately thought Gary Busey, and I was like, oh no, what are they doing to Stranger Things season three? Then I read on and realized it's Jake the son. So apparently, Gary and Jake are joining the cast for season three. Um, I, I'm, I'm okay. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a stunning casting for me. I was like, wait, Carrie L was in Stranger Things? Like, But it, it's, it makes sense. I mean, the Jake Busey is kind of out of left field, but Carrie, I, I get, because that was, you know, he's sort of like from the same Yeah, he, he had his, you know, big fame in the 80s, and the show is, you know, nostalgic for the 80s, so I can see that. But I just, it did throw me for a second. <laughs> but I like it that apparently they're saying he's going to play the mayor, which is kind of yeah, awesome. Smarmy, I think. It was handsome, slick, and sleazy. Your classic 80s politician. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, Jake Busey is playing a reporter, I think. Um, so I don't yeah. really care, yeah. but whatevs. Yeah, Jake Busey is, 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 is a weird looking dude he's he stands out wherever he is so um also this was announced at uh the netflix like they had this thing in rome mm-hmm. and then the article then proceeds to tell all the other foreign series coming to netflix none of which i was interested in but they are there french history uh, there was an Italian one, a uh, Spanish one. So I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce any of them. If you want to, if you're interested in that sort of stuff, that's within this article as well. But there is no, you know, timing news for Stranger Things yet. So I have... think what we can learn from this article is that Italy is big on Stranger Things. Yes, Italy is big on Stranger Things. That's a good thing to take away from this. All right, so both of you posted up this next article. <laughs> um, apparently, you're both very concerned about the fact that Ash vs. the Evil Dead has been canceled off of Stars. The only thing that this means to me is now I can cancel my Stars subscription. Because <laughs> I literally signed up for that service for this show. I did not watch it. <laughs> but well, I wanted the opportunity why do you think to it got watch canceled, it. <laughs> I, see, but. I paid for stars because of this show. Like, this show came on. I was like, okay, I'm going to throw some money at stars so I have the ability to watch it. I didn't watch any of the shit. Well, that's a lie. I watched, um, God, what's the, 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 the book one? The Neil Gaiman. That was a stars one. American Gods. American Gods. That was stars as well, right? I think so. I'm uh, pretty sure. I, I don't know. Um, so. I think that show is weirder than Bojack. Yeah, no, there's still no, no. It's weirder than BoJack and Ash vs. Evil Dead put together. <laughs> Ash vs. Evil yeah. Dead has been canceled. Uh, it's not Seriously, coming back. Seriously, no, like, there there was no giant woman, like, eating a dude with her crotch but in they BoJack Horseman. gods. They are gods. Seems like a strange thing for a god to do. And <laughs> I, Ignore me, go on. <laughs> <laughs> um... The series, oh, this season 
three season finale will air in a couple of days on the 29th of April and he's done it's a shame hail to the king baby yeah yeah I'd like to catch up on this show someday I hope it has some sort of conclusion seems like this wasn't a huge shock to them well the, yeah so. they were they were on the bubble I think all three seasons like they weren't mm. sure if they were coming back to season two and then they were surprised and then they didn't know they were coming back to season three they were surprised so hopefully they were prepared for it indeed so this next one yeah okay let's talk about this 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 article is coming from buzzfeed karen you posted up this one i've been avoiding this article um this news had hit the the interwebs a couple of weeks ago but um now it's official that the smallville star allison mack has been arrested for her alleged involvement in a secret sex trafficking cult. This has been all over the internet. A couple of weeks ago, the the head uh, of of this cult, Keith Rainier, he was a arrested in Mexico, and then <laughs> every time I want to say, uh, excommunicated. <laughs> he was, de- and then it's not deported. He was, I know what you mean. Yeah, Ex- uh, extradited. Extradited. There you go. He was extradited to, to Texas. And there was some video online of her being there. Um, and she apparently was more involved than we knew. And she has, and she's been arrested and she is going to trial in Brooklyn, I think. That's where I saw. Um the reason I knew about this article a while ago was when the news first hit that she was still involved because there was rumors years ago and they sort of went away. And then, I don't know, a month ago, give or take, um, as I've said before, I'm the general manager for a comic convention and we had arranged for Allison Mack to be one of our celebrity guests. And we then posted on the Facebooks and the Twitters and all that stuff. Hey, Allison Mack is going to be at our show in Atlantic City. Check it out. Two days later, two days later, she was involved with this Keith guy. And it hit the Internet. And it went. It just blew up. And then we couldn't get a hold of her agent anymore. <laughs> so... This is a thing. Um, I'm curious as to how it's going to play out, play out because she can get anywhere from 15 years to life for um, sex trafficking, and and it's. <laughs> then they mentioned some other people who, um, like other celebrities who were like she recruited to be in this cult um i have read so many articles about this i don't know which one specifically this um i know there were others um i'm scanning this article in particular real quickly uh nexium is the name of the the group is that how you say that yeah okay um they were branding people like this yeah i'm not seeing it in this uh 
I'm not saying it in this article, but there was some other, some other, like somebody was associated with her through Smallville. Was yeah, like, it was. Um, yeah, I. She tried to get me to join that, and I like once I figured out what was going on, I bailed. It was Lana? It was a. Uh, oh yeah, that's her. What's her face? Uh, Kristen Crook. Yes. Yeah. She. She then went like she was on. She was at a con somewhere, and she was interviewed, and she's like, "Yeah, no, no, I had. No, I'm out. No." She tried. I said, no, I'm out. Don't uh, don't link me up with that. Because so. they made it, she said, so, or I don't know if it was her who said it, but they said it was something like it was supposed to be marketed as a, like a self-improvement mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. And then once you're actually in it, then it was, you know. <laughs> once you get the brand, you have to start having sex with Keith. Right? That's his name? Keith? Never trust a guy named Keith. Yeah. That's... Except I work with a guy named Keith. <laughs> that's what we get from this article. Never trust a guy named Keith. Yikes a hoodie. So. Yeah. There, it's funny because there's a picture of um, the brand that would be put on, on the women. And I have seen, because it's a K and inside the, the legs of the K, if you will, is an upside down R. And apparently it's supposed to stand for Keith Rainier. Um Sort of makes sense. But I have seen lines drawn into that to like write out so many different things like she was so high up that it stood for keith and out and like people you don't have to dig that deep you don't have to tie all these knots together she's in trouble she's gonna get it so we'll see we'll see how badly she gets it too because any like i said anywhere from 15 to life so yeah yikes that's a big deal <sighs> All right, so the next one's from the Hollywood Reporter. Um, I don't even. How long ago was it? Did did we actually report? Two months. Was it two months? Yeah, it was in February. Um, it's April now. So, a couple of months ago, we reported that Kevin Smith had suffered a, a massive heart attack. Um, he did an interview where he openly admits uh, saying that the heart attack was the best thing that happened to him because he now knows everything that is wrong and he is doing what he needs to do to fix it. Um, it's interesting because now he's on Weight Watchers and like he's been battling with weight loss and stuff for years. So, But it's it's nice to see that he is on the mend and he is doing better. Um, okay. Did you did you watch the clip of him on the show? No, I did not. Because <laughs> I mean, if you read the article, it basically summarizes everything he mm-hmm. said during the interview. But if you watch the clip, he's very I, animated. I, yeah, and I know, and I haven't, I haven't really heard, I haven't, you know, listened to a podcast or seen him do a show or anything recently. But because I kind of forgot, like, man, just talks. The hosts are like trying to ask him questions, and he's just talking over them. Yep. And he's like, yeah. Da, 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 He's got his whole spiel, and at one point they're like, uh, "Stay asked him something." And he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm a waking baker, so you know, I'm, I blazed it before I came on here today." He's yep. Like, God damn it, Kevin. <laughs> nope, man. That that man is a true gem. Um, <laughs> it was funny because he was as he was describing it, he had 100 percent blockage in a major artery or like the major artery. And he was awake whilst doing the surgery. Apparently, he had to be awake. And when they 
opened up the stent and started letting the blood flow, the doctor went like, well, how do you feel? It's like, holy shit, I feel fantastic now. <laughs> like, yeah, your, your blood needs to flow throughout your entire body. So if you have 100% blockage anywhere, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also his daughter is doing a, a non-him movie that he was in town to, uh, yes. to see at a film festival. At Tribeca, so that was nice. The Tribeca Film Festival. Um, uh, what I did find funny is that he now joined Weight Watchers and he is an ambassador for Weight Watchers. And him, he, Oprah, and DJ Khaled. <laughs> like, that's just funny. That <laughs> sounds like the beginning of a joke. Yes, it, I think it actually is. But good for him. Uh, hopefully he reaches all of his goals and, you know, lives a bunch more more years. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so this one, Karen, you, this one comes from EW. Yeah, uh, I saw it on the blog, and I was like, I can't, I can't <laughs> post this from the blog. Evan's gonna tease me again. <laughs> so I went and found a legit source. David Tennant teases epic Good Omens TV show. Um, to me, this is him going out saying, "Yes, I did a good thing, and I'm very <laughs> happy with it." Yeah, do you basically. Read that, do you read that differently? <laughs> no, no. It's uh, the, the, the story of this story, as Perd Hapley would say, is actor says thing he was in is good. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Um, they, If I read it correctly, they are, they, we noted done shooting. that a couple of weeks ago that they finished shooting and now they are in post-production. So... It's just I, off every time I scroll down and that picture of him as um, as Crowley as Crowley, it's just like it's shocking the long red hair. I was like, oh, that's not, but it looks good. It looks <laughs> it looks good. Um, I actually can't wait to see this because I I recently um, re-listened to the book because I had read it a while ago, and hearing it read by English actors or I get yeah you can call them actors. Uh, it's so much fun. Such a good yep. story. Yep. And I can't wait to see what he does with it. It's for a reason. So. Uh, it wasn't here that I in this article that I saw it, but somewhere um, I saw that it, it that we know it's coming next year, but now I know I saw that it was spring of next year. Ooh. So we only have a year to wait for this Haven't goddamn fucking that? thing to come <laughs> You've out. You've been saying that for a couple of months now. Well, now, but now, it, now it's, it's no more than a year. It's not, okay. you know, a year and change. Uh, it's coming out in the spring. Tenet will next be seen. Oh, and he's in Bad Samaritan coming out May right. 4th. So. Which that cracked me up because that movie that he's in, uh, Bad Samaritan, was originally slated to open this weekend and it had to move to next weekend when they moved Infinity War <laughs> to this weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So not the weekend that just passed the the, the next week. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to go up against Infinity War. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> It's this little indie movie with David Tennant, and they were like, oh, fuck. Ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. And the final one, um, I put this up late because I was just sitting around looking. And the the reason I put this up is twofold. One, I'm just going to read off the title. Fast and Furious is becoming a Netflix animated series. Okay. So I put this up twofold. One, for those that really give a shit about Fast and Furious and we're getting worried that there's only two movies and a spinoff left, um, you can now possibly check it out as a Netflix animated series. How is this still happening? How is there still... There's been like 400 things, hasn't there? 
Anywho. I have never seen one minute of anything <sighs> Fast or Furious. <laughs> <laughs> the main reason I put this up was because in this article we find I found out that Netflix has a a, a multi-year deal with DreamWorks Animation Television. Like they made a deal to produce a number of animated series. <laughs> So, I am, uh, like, this is the place where I can get, you know, real pie in the sky, hopefully, like, an animated Firefly, or um, animated um, comic book stuff that isn't part of the MCU. Like, they, the, the, the things that could come out of this are positive. I'm I'm slightly worried at the fact that they're starting with Fast and the Furious, and it's not even Toretto; it's Toretto's cousin. It's not like it's as I don't. I feel like Netflix just got too much money, and they just need to burn some of it away. I read another article about Netflix today, and I didn't put it in the feed because I didn't fucking understand it. Okay, <laughs> that it said something about how Netflix is going to planning to raise. billion in debt to finance all their new projects. And I don't understand how you raise debt. Well, they keep spending money. They they put it on credit. It's like they have a really big credit card (laughs) that has a million and a half or billion and a half dollar available credit line. And then they spend it. And then throughout the year, they pay a little bit of interest. Yes. But by the end of the year, collecting money from us they pay it off and then they do it again and then probably next year they'll get like 1.7 billion because if you pay your bills regularly they always increase your credit limit i don't know i'm i'm happy and sad like they they started like okay uh as exciting as this may be for fast and furious fans this won't be the first time that a live action film got the animated se- animated series treatment Everything from The Mummy to Star Wars has been adapted into animated television by now, and the results tend to be very inconsistent. All very true. They They give you the two ends of the spectrum, Star Wars and Jumanji. Like, there's a really big gap there. I am... I'm trying to be optimistic about it. I hope that they they like for the shows that can't be done anymore because the original cast is not you know no, no longer in shape enough or young enough or whatever or alive enough or alive enough like they can do good things with an animated like like it's dreamworks that's huge it's not bob's cartoon shop like, they could do some really phenomenal stuff here, and I hope that they do. So, that's it. Netflix, There's please. just so many Fast and Furious fans, I'm sure it'll do just fine. I'm sure it will. I can't. I hope it's like crazy anime style. Well, I, I'm looking. There's a still, and I think it's an animated still. Yeah, it's it's a cartoon. That's a, it's so. Okay, now. 
I realistically can't, there's a picture, it's a still image, and I can't tell if it's a cartoon or if it's a real shot from a Fast and the Furious movie. Like, that's how cartoony Fast and the Furious is. <laughs> it possibly could be real, it could be fake. It is unnecessary. Oh, Alright, I'm now upset myself. Chris, let's let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> Well, with an intro like that, I'm sorry. I just upset myself because, like, I'm looking like, why is Fast and the Furious getting a retooling when it's not done yet? I don't know, but if you can think of it, if you can think of why, then you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. Segway you can like away. us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the this week's episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow us specifically at Twebcast. You can find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris, that's at Geekade K R I S. Karen, where can the good people find you? The good and the bad people can find me at shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can the purple find you? The purple, just look, find me, geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts. And they are wonderful. wonderful. On iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh, original content. Back to you, Evan! Thank you, sir. So it's my pick this week, right? Yep. Okay. Um, Bojack Horseman! <laughs> Bojack Horseman, Season 4, Episode 12. No. I've wanted to watch this show, and I, I'm taking a page out of your book, Chris. Um, I'm going to watch it because I'm making you watch it. So I have no idea how it is. Um... We're going to watch Krypton, Season 1, Episode 1, The Pilot, because I have not heard a goddamn thing about this show since it came out, and I'm curious. I heard one person say one good thing about it, and that is literally all I know. Okay. So, we're all going to find out together. So, Krypton, Season 1, Episode 1, it's just titled The Pilot. And that is it, people. Thank you so much for taking the ride with us from all of us here at this week's episode. I'm Evan. I'm Karen. I'm a horse. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.